Hello and welcome to the Poster Podcast. I'm Cyrus Rogers. As always, I'm here with Kaunda Chama, the man himself. They call him Lake Show K, but they should actually just call him K. How you doing, Kaunda? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, yeah. Uh, back-to-back wins for the Lakers. I can breathe. Cyrus, yeah, you when know. your team starts off oh and 4 Oh, and five, <laughs> you start worrying like, eh? should I even, should, should we just, you know, tap out and, and, and yeah. uh, just call this it This one's season, not for know? us. <laughs> Sorry, you have no I know, I know. And, and the, the craziness is like you're watching the Warriors also go through some serious struggles at the moment as well. Um, it was pointed out to me that the Warriors and Lakers have lost the same number of games this season so far. Um, so yeah, interesting times in the Western Conference because there's a lot happening there. If you look at the teams who are outside of the play in places, you got the Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, Kings, and the Rockets. That is California love, the likes of which Tupac would have been upset about. I know, Cyrus. And if you asked me a couple of weeks ago, those were my peoples to stay at the top of mm-hmm. the West. And yeah. now they're all struggling, but but you know it's early days. It's early days. It is early days. It is early days. So let's welcome everybody onto the podcast by asking them to give us a follow on socials. Um, go to at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook for all things NBA from an African perspective. We are those brothers on the continent. Uh, we also want to start by thanking our partners, Supersport.com and BetCoza. That's bet, bet.co.za for all the work that they do for us. Um, we'll be talking talking a bit later about games to watch and you can maybe take a bit of better on um so we'll do that but this week's podcast calendar um i want to look at the landscape of the nba and just start trying to make sense of what we're seeing uh because we're seeing a lot of really really crazy things right now um let's start yeah we are seeing players being rather controversial other ones all showing the themselves place. to people oh, and dude. being uh, oh. showed the road uh, and coaches being given marching orders. The boot, Cyrus, all of it. I, I, we, we haven't even gotten onto the hardwood and, and no. already outside of the hardwood. It's like all the off the like, court and, stuff. And, and some people who are suspended might have jobs. Woo, yeah. Cyrus. It's, it's all happening. So, we're not even on the hardwood yet. <laughs> no, not at all. It, what I would say, right, is let's look at the stuff that's happening on court. And um, I think let's, let's look at it in terms of we've got two teams, I think, who we could really safely say could be seen as the favorites um, in the East and in the West right now. you got the, mm-hmm. as we're recording this, the Milwaukee Bucks unbeaten in the Eastern Conference, 7-0. and And then you've got the Phoenix Suns, who are 6-1 and in the Western Conference. They are the absolute top tier of what's happening at either one of those conferences. Playing well, doing their thing, really looking good. But behind them are a couple of teams that people hadn't necessarily had high expectations for. Um, in the Eastern Conference, you've got the Cleveland Cavaliers, as we record this, their record is six and one. The Toronto Raptors and Atlanta Hawks have exactly the same record, five and three, with five wins and three losses. And they're tied for sort of third, fourth place in in in, in the East, with the Celtics and Bulls making up the playoff places uh, in the top six. Um, and and some of the teams that aren't even anywhere right now, like the Philadelphia 76ers, who people had thought, okay, they might be some of the favorites, or the Brooklyn Nets are having an absolute stinker. They've only won two games this season. Let's go to the Western Conference, where we look at, we said the Suns are top, but behind them, mm-hmm. we've got the Portland Trailblazers, 
nobody, including us, thought that they'd be doing anything spectacular. Yet here they are. Five and Game two time. record. The Utah Jazz, third in the Western Conference as we record this, a record of six and three. Six wins, three losses. Unbelievable. Then behind them, you've got the teams on five and three, which are the Memphis Grizzlies. We'd expect them to do well. But the San Antonio yeah. Spurs, aren't they supposed to be tanking? Well, they're not. Five and three record as well. And then the Denver Nuggets round out the top six with the five and three, or with the four and three record, tied on the same number of, of wins and, and losses as the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. And as we mentioned, teams outside of the playoff places, like 11 through to 15, Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, Kings, and Rockets. It's craziness. So, Kaunda, the question I ask, yeah. and to start the podcast, is we know that the Bucks and the Suns are the favorites, but who are the other teams that could realistically be pushing for um, your potential championship honors or at least a Western or Eastern Conference finals berth? Um, let's let's actually start with the, the the supposed favorites, the Bucks and 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 the Suns. What have you thought of the Bucks so far? So I was, I'll start in the East because the sun always rises in the East, right? Uh, mm -hmm. In the words of one Yanis Antetokounmpo, yes, he's balling. He's balling. <laughs> he's, he's balling. balling. <laughs> I'm balling, yo. <laughs> he's like I'm balling, yo. Cyrus, he is the guts and glue of that team. He. He is the the, the the El Capitan. He he. The, the only thing he's not doing is coaching because that's up to you know Michael. <laughs> but Cyrus, true. If if you look at the way they've they've come into the season, right? They, they, they I, I think it's 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 a bit of a a grudge situation. They're thinking of last season and thinking, but we were the favorites last season. We we uh, apart from the the Brooklyn Nets who 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 bombed out, we should have been yeah. the guys to take on the Warriors for that championship, right? They should have been yeah. the guys to, because they, they, they've taken on a Western Conference powerhouse in the Suns before for a championship and won. And I think last season they were thinking maybe if they take on the Suns or the Warriors, they they they, they could have won it. And 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 having bombed out and not made it uh, to the finals. I think they're back, you know, with a vengeance. This is this is like a, a grudge season for them, and I and I think uh, everybody, uh, especially Yanis, is aware of this. It's it's you know it's time to perform. It's yeah. time to get those wins in early. But uh, Cyrus, I, I'm loving the way they're playing. I, I am crossing my fingers for health to be uh, on their on their side uh, the entire season, so that. That you know they, they they can really push for another championship berth, but I'm gonna throw a spanner in the works. Mm -hmm. Once upon a time, there's a team you love very much that peaked early, that won uh, 73, was it 73 and nine season? Yeah, 70, 75 and nine, I think it was. Oh, sorry, 70, 74 and nine, and nine because it's an eighty two game. Oh, 74, did they win seventy four games and lost nine? Right. Yeah, and, and and they had a brilliant season. Sorry, seventy-three and nine. You were right. You were right. Yeah, seventy-three yeah, and, and nine. They had a brilliant season, Cyrus. It was written in the stars, and that's the season they, I, I'd say, either ran out of gas or, or just got, you know, fatigue kicked in, and that, that that's when LeBron won his first championship for the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? Mm -hmm. His first and yeah. only. So I, I, the, the same thought keeps coming to me when I look at these bucks. I'm saying. It's fantastic. Bobby Portis looking good. Actually, Yanis this week went uh, and bought, or I doubt he bought them, but he got a whole bunch of his latest Yanis sneakers and handed them out to his entire teammates plus the staff. 
I think he might have even, I think even Coach Budenholzer got a pair. You know, he, he they're really <laughs> on a great high. No, it's yeah. serious. Him and Tanasis yeah. were actually chasing Sergi Baka and removing his Adidas because, you know, Yanis is a Nike athlete. <laughs> and, and, and then uh, I think Serge still gets the, the Adidas play ex- uh, exclusive sneakers, right? So they, they hmm. ran a, after him during practice and grabbed his Adidas and pulled them off and gave him the Nikes. You know, it, it, it's, it, I think it's a real good vibe that's going on in Milwaukee right now. Yeah. But I'm just hoping they don't peak too early and then fatigue kicks in in the postseason hmm. because it's a long season, Cyrus. You got 82 games. Then now you've got to start playing the best of seven games in the postseason in yeah. every round. So I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing in Milwaukee. I can't complain because if they're going to lose a couple of games, maybe lose them later, but still keep a great record, right? Um, yep. But l- l- let's just hope they, they, they don't pull a, a, a 2016 Warriors on us here. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with you. You don't want to peak too soon. And in a way, the same thing happened with the Suns when they made it to the NBA Finals to face the the, the Milwaukee Bucks. and Because yes. uh, they were like the number one seed in the NBA. And mm-hmm. they sort of seemed to peter out because of the exertions, all of that stuff. So I'm totally with you. I, I agree, especially with what you said about how well the Bucks have been playing. I think these guys are... Um, they're, they're really showing that they're... they're, they're championship contenders um and i think what they've done in the past is that they have paced themselves so and and if you look at any of the games that they played um in in the start to the season i don't think they've been pushing the tempo or the pace i don't think they've been playing outside of their regular um effort levels i think this is who the bucks are and they've Mm -hmm. just been too good for other teams so what we're seeing is a Bucks team playing their ball, not necessarily too worried about stuff. I do think the form will dip somewhat because I think they're going to start load managing a couple of players, um, especially uh-huh. Giannis. And once they start sort of restricting Giannis's minutes as, as the season sort of starts to wear on, then I think we're going to see the record dip a little bit. But I just don't see anybody else's record suddenly shooting up and then, you know, sort of uh, you know, eclipsing them as such. So I think the Bucks are, they're for real. They really are for real they look like like our our prediction for for nba finalists um i, I believe you are also saying bucks to make the finals as well out of the east um was i yep. am i wrong no no i i definitely uh, yeah. backed yanis and the bucks no i i think we were on the same page on that one um and i think that's what we're seeing what's been interesting for me is looking at the suns on on the opposite mm-hmm. end of the spectrum on the western conference right because they are for real again they are playing some really great basketball. What they've managed to do is put a lot of the issues to one side. And that's something that I find so really incredible about how, whether it be Coach Marty Williams or the front office staff or whoever, the players can focus on basketball. There's clear interpersonal issues between Monty and, and uh, De- uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton. Ayton. And, um, but that's not been an, something that's affected the team. You're seeing Devin Booker play some of the best basketball he's 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 played in, in years. Chris Paul had a bit of a form dip right at the beginning of the season, but he's finding his form again. And this team is rolling. Cam Johnson, uh, Mikael Bridges, all of these guys are really playing their socks off. And I think that the Suns are showing that they too can, can should be taken very, very seriously. Um, and, and I think this is what's really important when we're looking at these kinds of teams is when you look at what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And you're saying, okay, what is it about um, the Suns that makes them so special? Well, they defend hard and they attack really well. 
So they can give you a torrid time when you're trying to get buckets and they'll also punish you for missing. And and that's really critical when uh, look, when, look, you're, when you're trying to chase a championship. Look, Cyrus, I, I'm actually glad the Suns are doing as well as they are because we, we, we obviously looked at uh, their, their recent trouble, troubles, sorry, uh, obviously uh, in the offseason with their owner having his issues and then you got the coach, uh, has sort of not getting along with one of their key players, who's DeAndre Ayton, mm. who's key for them, you know, uh, in the paint. He's, he's, he's their big guy. Obviously, they've got Bismarck there as well, but obviously, DeAndre Ayton is that young buck that's, you know, that you could actually build a team around. I mean, obviously, you've got uh, a seasoned vet in Chris Paul, and then you, you've got Devin Booker, who's an undeniable, mm. you know, all star uh, player. But look, Cyrus, like you said, if you look at them, you know, points per game, they're first. 118.3 yeah. points per game. Uh, rebounds per game, uh, pretty disappointing. 24th uh, with 42.1. Assists per game, second. And then opponents' so, points per game, fourth. Which means they're defending well, although obviously they're not rebounding that well. But if you look at their mm-hmm. assists and their points, it means they've got their offense on uh, on smash. You know, they, they, They're getting it done on the offensive end. Uh, even uh, I think on the defensive end, if they're if they're only allowing an average of 106 points per opponent, so um, Cyrus, uh, I like what they're doing, and I, and I'm like the fact that they're going against what people assumed. Uh, uh, yeah. Off court uh, drama is going to affect them because Chris the owner Paul's said this and that. Chris Paul's getting old. Father time is catching up to him and LeBron. And Odanis Haslam and Andrea Gudala, you know. So, 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 you know, so, so people. Somehow Udonis Haslam is in this. But yeah, yeah. Look, Cyrus, he's the oldest player in the league, followed by yeah. uh, uh, Andrea Gudala. And, and right there at number three with the bronze medal is uh, my very favorite uh, LeBron <laughs> the James. bronze medal. So, 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 you know, Cyrus, I'm glad they're backing what everybody, you know, backing what everybody thought would happen. And say, oh, Chris Paul is getting old. And, you know, Devin Booker, can he really be that guy that carries the team? DeAndre, how's hmm. his mood going to be? So I'm glad they're performing the way they're performing, Cyrus. Because to, to be honest with you, uh, as a, a slight Chris Paul sympathizer, maybe it's the banana boat effect, but I would really like him <laughs> to push for another championship. I, I, I would like him to push for a championship and get it on a team that doesn't look like a super team. You know, if you, you without due respect, right? If, if mm-hmm. you look at a person like uh, Gary the Glove Payton, we love him. One of the best de- de- defenders uh, that we've ever seen in the yeah. history of the game, right? They're one of only two uh, point guards to ever win a defensive player of the year uh, next to Marcus Smart recently. But Gary the Glove Payton that's... won... It... Sorry? Yeah, yeah. True, true. All uh, of that's true. Gary the, Glove, Gary the Glove Payton won a championship at the Heat sort of like as, at, as an at old... At the tail vet. end of his career. You, you know what I mean? And, and I don't want Chris Paul to do that. I'd love to see Chris Paul win that championship as actually that leader vet. You know, he's not just a mm. vet for the sake of sitting on the bench and, and, and being that locker room guy that gets everybody riled up. No, but as, as a contributor, as a guy who's actually on the floor as a starter getting things done. And, and to me, that, that, that would be great. Like, like I said, I'm a bit of a Chris Paul sympathizer, you know. Yeah, NBA, I, I've game, noticed. Uh, 2015 alum, you know, great guy. He came through. He was very friendly. So, you know, I, I got a soft spot for Chris Paul. Heck of a dude. Heck of a dude. Not even going to take that away from him. By the way, the other guard to win the, the award was one guy called Michael Jordan. You probably remember him. Um, there's but other guys who've done it like... Guard. He, He's a you, shooting guard, not a he, point guard. True, 
true, though he was a legend god. But anyway, um, the thing about the sons and all of the stuff that you said about about Chris Paul, you know, like people want this for him. I just think mm. that it's really important for us to also look at the sons and and see where they've tweaked things, where they've made some slight improvements. And I mean, like bringing on board um, the guy formerly known as Steph Curry's brother-in-law, uh, Damian Lee, has been a really, really important <laughs> factor for them because he's actually been out there doing his thing. And people forget Damian Lee's 30 years old. It's not like he's like some 20-year-old who doesn't know what's happening. He's an experienced player who's won championships. So they've, they've found ways to maintain form, bring players in who can contribute and really keep pushing. So the only, like, like we said, there's interpersonal stuff like the Jay Crowder stuff and what have you, but the Suns yeah. are for real. And to go back yeah. to the stats, the Suns have the best offensive rating in the NBA right now. So yeah. they might not necessarily be uh, the best defensively, but if you look at the defensive rating, I mean, they're fifth in the NBA. And we know that if you've got a really good offensive rating and a really good defensive rating, you're probably going to be one of the better teams in the league. And what's Absolutely, interesting is, is when you look at defensive rating, you're seeing the Bucks are top. They are top of defensive rating. Do you know who follows them? The Lakers in the advanced stats. That's some pretty crazy stuff. So you realize that the, the, the Lakers are doing okay defensively. But then when you look at the offensive stuff, the Lakers are dead last in the NBA. They are 30th in offensive rating. Now, when you look at the Bucks on the offensive rating side, this is where things look really weird because this is a team that's 7-0. and They are... 13th on in offensive rating in the NBA. So almost almost in the middle there. Yeah, so you know if they can improve their offensive rating a little bit, we're going to I mean these bucks are going to be unstoppable. So we've spoken about the favorites. In fact, we've spoken about them for quite some time. Let's look at the other guys that in that chasing pack who could really be teams that we need to look out for when it comes to the end of the season awards and and potentially being in the conference finals and that sort of thing. So, do you expect any of these teams who are outside of the playoff places, teams that are like between seven, eight, nine, and ten, maybe even lower, like um, like the, the Nets or the Warriors, to to find their way back into to 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 the running? Considering we've only seen teams play like seven games, eight games, so it's still very very early. Um, Look, Cyrus, which, which, let's keep it on the way real. Right? Let's keep it on the way yeah. real. Uh, I know you, 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 you are a great fan of the Donovan Mitchell acquisition at the Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah. and it's proving to be very nice, especially when him and Darius Garland can be mm. available at the same time. And and you know that, that, that that's great. The Toronto Raptors yeah. also doing well. That's great. But Cyrus, I I I I, I see the Boston Celtics rising above. You know the the the, the fifth seed. And, and yeah. obviously, when I look at Philly, which is currently sitting at number eight, I also see Philly rising. It, it, yeah. it, it's early seven games, but there, there, there's certain teams that I can see. Even the Brooklyn Nets, all things being equal, I don't see them ending the season uh, in the third Outside position. of the playoffs. Definitely not. The, the Brooklyn Nets are going to see a postseason berth. Uh, they, they might even surprise us. It, it could be uh, another Brooklyn uh, meets the Bucks uh, Western Com- I mean Eastern Conference Finals. Th- okay. That's wow. what I'm seeing in my head. I, I'm seeing that I, I can see Kyrie and Kevin Durant turning it around. All they have to do is one of them has to bury that ego. Yes, they didn't want Steve Nash. Now he's gone. They might get email docker. We, we, we haven't yet heard any co- confirmations as of recording this podcast. 
But Cyrus, I see them, you know, sitting together at one point saying, dude, last time you had your whole COVID situation and, and, and now you're back and <laughs> things are different. Yeah. I, I think one of us has to, to, to park that big, gigantic ego both of us walk around with and, and we just have to get work done because Joe Tsai pays us a lot of money. And we've got a point to prove here. We both, after the 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 the, the, the All Star a couple of seasons ago, said, "Let's go to to New York. Let's not go to 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 the New York Knicks. Let's go to Brooklyn and make something happen there." And I think they've got enough, you know, pieces around them. Joe Harris is back. You know, they, they've they've got mm -hmm. so Nick Claxton. They've got so many nice pieces in in in, uh, in, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, so, huh? I think they they're missing a, a bona fide big man. But that's another discussion for another podcast but so, i think they can go far so you think teams like the nets shouldn't be written off yet i just look at no. the stats and Net, i say okay Net six, there's, Net six there's clearly there's clearly an issue off. there's clearly an issue yeah I, I i tend to agree with you though i do think there, there are certain things we've got to take into consideration here there's clearly an uh -huh. issue with the nets right now the advanced stats will tell you a lot of stories as well offensive rating the nets are 16th in the nba right that means they can definitely work on their offense. Other guys coming to the party. You mentioned the likes of Joe Harris. They're also missing Seth Curry, um, who will be a good, good part of their team to try and get Most points definitely. on the board. But this is where things really need to change. Defensive rating, they are absolutely bottom of the NBA, behind the Detroit Pistons. Um, and that's that's pretty bad. Mind you, when you're looking at the early defensive rating, you've got the Memphis Grizzlies are in 28th in the NBA. So this, there are things that need to be fixed, and maybe a change of coach can actually change that kind of stuff. But there might also Sorry. be personnel stuff that needs to be taken care of. We, we can't deny the fact that uh, the Brooklyn Nets are, are a hectically offensive squad. You know, when, when, when we looked early on, when, when, when they got this new squad together, when we looked mm -hmm. at the fact that they got Kyrie and Kevin Durant, we were like, oh my word, that's, that's probably yeah. the best offensive you know, uh, uh, backcourt that's been in NBA in recent years. And then when they tried to add on uh, James Harden, that even made it even more scary. Three-headed mm. monster of note. When that didn't work. Cyrus, if you actually look at the Brooklyn Nets, you know, I've been watching them for a while. Um, and now, you know, the, the current version or, or, or iteration of, of the Brooklyn Nets. Cyrus, Kyrie plays hero ball. So yeah. he, he, look at it. He he doesn't really play outright team ball. He 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 he's he's almost like he he he's a pickup game street baller sometimes. Like he's just playing by himself but for himself. Isn't that then, generally Kyrie? That's where I'm going with it. That causes problems, especially if you've got a guy who leads by emotion like Kevin Durant. Sometimes we, when you watch them play together, and Kyrie looks like he's all over the place or he's not focusing or he's not performing. You see Kevin Durant's slim reaper shoulders fall as well as he loses momentum. He's like, okay, so if you're not going to take this seriously or if you're not going to show up today, then I'm also going to mm -hmm. do whatever I want to do. It, it's kind of like you, you've got – it's not even kind of like you've got these two prima donnas, these, these two superstars who are trying to lead a squad and I don't think – any of them has got that 100% leadership caliber because when has Kevin Durant ever led? I'm waiting. Oh, you're asking some, some big questions here. He Kate. didn't lead in, and, in OKC. That looked like Russell was leading. And when he joined the Golden State Warriors, you know that's Steph's team. Monday, to, Monday through Sunday. That is Steph Curry's team. So he wasn't a leader. He was a killer scorer. 
But uh, in, well, and maybe even maybe he's he's that. trying to lead lead by example, but that so, might be the but, big but issue. But how can you lead by example when you're not a leader? And then Kyrie wanted to be a leader, so he leaves LeBron at the Cavs and says, "I want to go to Boston and be a leader." What happened in Boston? He failed to be a leader, and now you've got mm -hmm. these two guys who are supposed to lead the Boston Celtics, but they're not inertly leaders. So that's where you got a problem. So I don't know if they're playing. Hot potato. Okay, you hold it. I hold it. You. But, I don't know what's going on there, Cyrus. But that's but that's the I issue ask you with, now. Yeah. Who is the leader of the Brooklyn Nets? Well, it wasn't. I, I would say Joe Tsai. So there you go. Uh, and, and and but this is the other thing, though. Okay, and this is also why when you said that you think that the Brooklyn Nets are going to make it to the NBA, or at least the Western Conference, Eastern Conference Finals. Eastern Conference sorry. Finals. Yeah. Uh, I, I look at it and I say I don't see where that's coming from because. I don't see how they work as a team individually. What, and they play a lot of ISO ball, but I don't see how that works as a team. Look, we're going to have to take a break now, Counter. But um, when we come back, let's discuss all of these teams who have realistic expectations. I know you mean that uh, you, you figure the Nets will be what in there. Um, but what about some of these other teams who are a little higher up in the standards? But we'll be back right after this. Okay, Kaunda, we are back at it. Um, you were passionately talking about the fact that the Brooklyn Nets are a team that should be taken seriously, but at the same time, you kind of tore apart that <laughs> that whole thing no, when you were looking at some of the. But one needs to park that ego and 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 and, and assure the other one that they're the leader, and then that will, you know, well, change things. But without maybe, that, sorry. They, they might bomb Maybe out it's a job, a job for Jacques Vaughan, um, the interim coach there, or potentially Imo Doka, who might take over there. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. So let's look at the teams who have pretty good records right now, um, like the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, the Toronto Raptors, Hawks, Celtics, obviously in the East. Um, and then in the West, someone like the Trailblazers or the Grizzlies, um, maybe even the Nuggets. Of these teams, who do you think, I mean, should we discount, let's start with this, should we discount some of these teams that we think are going to be in the Victor Wimbanyama sweepstakes? Teams like the Utah Jazz, teams like the San Antonio Spurs, um, should we be writing them off, uh, say that they, they, they're not going to make it um, deep into, in, into the season? Look, Cyrus, um, first of all, uh, I, I, I disagreed with you early on when, when you when you spoke about the Donovan Mitchell. I mean, early on in the season when you spoke about mm. when you spoke about how much the Cleveland Cavaliers were going to be a problem now that they've got this formidable starting five, right? I, yeah. I think early on they're proving me wrong, and I think we shouldn't write off the Cleveland Cavaliers. They could go deep into the postseason. The Toronto yeah. Raptors, I don't think so. Like I always say, they don't have superstars on that squad. You need at least two superstars mm -hmm. on your squad, you know, Cyrus, to, to really push and, and, and go far. Uh, and then um, the Atlanta Hawks, I think they're going to go far. Boston Celtics is going to go far. In the East, that's that's who I can tell you right now, that who is though, in those player positions. Though I'm going I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, just to, mm -hmm. to, to because I, I agree with you mostly, Though I look okay. at somebody like the Bulls, who have also somewhat surprised and they've done well, but then teams like the Heat and the 76ers are in the play-in places as we we speak. So, Heat, Heat and 76ers, Harris, they're seeing the postseason. I'll tell you that much. Mm. But if you tell so, me... So, so if we're saying seeing the postseason, you're saying the Bucks will go far, the Cavs will go far, the Hawks will go far, the Celtics will go far. That's already four teams. 
You then have yep. the 76ers and the Heat. That's seven teams. And we're also yep. looking at the Bulls. Somebody's got to fall out, right? Yep. And I, and, 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 and I think, uh, sadly, uh, it, it'll be a toss-up between the Bulls and the Heat. So you feel it's like the Heat are just not showing you enough um, to, to, to see them going quite far in, in the playoffs. Because I'll tell you this, there are a few people who listen to us um, who are massive Heat fans. And um, shout out to them. They know who they are. And, and, and they'll, they'll laugh at us by saying, how can you write off the Heat who made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and have been there or thereabouts in the last few, uh, few seasons? Um, you, you don't see a sort of swing later in the season? Or do you think this is almost what we're going to get? Look, uh, like I mentioned, superstars, right? So they got Jimmy Butler. He's a superstar mm-hmm. now. I've, I've given him that accolade. So is, uh, uh, um, oh, I, I almost said Kyrie Irving. Tyler so, Hero. So is Kyle Lowry. No, Tyler Hero is a hero. He's not a superstar yet. Uh, Kyle okay. Lowry, okay. who is an older superstar, right? So, uh, you know, he's not the Kyle Lowry of old. Not even the Kyle Lowry that was a So he hasn't even so, dropped down to star for you. He's still superstar. He's still a you know a vet superstar, so uh, that in itself might 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 give them a slight edge over the Bulls, who, if you ask me, uh, their superstar is obviously Demar Derozan, and mm. uh, Zach Levine is a star, and, you know, Lonzo Ball is a star, and and, and, and you know, um, but yeah. I, I I still think it'll be a toss up between those two, but I don't at this moment the way I'm seeing things, I don't see the. The, the the Miami Heat really uh you know ending up in in a very high seed. I I I don't see them in top five. I might be wrong. I might pull a Stephen A. Smith come uh you, you know post <laughs> all star and have to eat like the biggest slice of humble pie. But at, at the moment, I'm not I'm not seeing the Heat. I, with all due respect, they took on the the Lakers in the bubble for that championship, right? And mm. and, and and ever since then, they've been a formidable team. But um. I, I'm not seeing it right now. I'm not seeing it. Okay. Okay. Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you on your point. I do think that the Heat should be a team that isn't necessarily written off. Um, but it, it, it's looking really tough at the moment, considering that the teams who are actually performing, and this is what's interesting for the for me around the Eastern Conference is, I expected the Bucks to be good. I expected the Cavaliers to be good. Um, yep. I kind of wrote off the Raptors, though the Raptors always show you you can never look at them and say these guys will never go far. But it's been interesting to see how well the DeJounte Murray addition at the Atlanta Hawks has worked, and they've been pretty good too. The Celtics haven't been at their very best. Yes, they've had coach issues. They're also trying to find their way back into to, to the season, but they're still above 500, and they're doing quite well. The Bulls have been another one that have been very interesting for me because... I didn't expect them to do this well, and I do think there's going to be a bit of a drop-off. I also feel there's going to be a bit of a drop-off with the Wizards, who are 500 at the moment. But when you see those two teams drop down, that's where you start seeing the 76ers and the Heat potentially moving up. So that's how I view it. It's just that it's crazy that we're looking at all of these really good teams, and then we still haven't even gotten to the Brooklyn Nets, who you mentioned might make it all the way. And the Nets definitely have firepower, but they also have problems with Ben Ben Simmons and integrating him into their their structures. And I just don't know if if, if that's going to get fixed with a new coach or or any of those things. So to answer the question we've been asking, do I think that some of the guys who are outperforming the expectations from not just us, but a lot of other pundits as well, 
I think the Cavs are going to be there. I think the Cavs are going to be a team that are going to be very hard to beat and will be pushing as much as they can. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks maintain their edge because it's not just mm-hmm. Trey Young trying to lift this team. DeJounte Murray is doing a superb job in getting these guys fired up, keeping them close in games where in the past Trey would sort of go in and out, you know, he'd be like, oh, I don't really care. Okay, fine, I care a bit now. DeJounte is all in. So I think that the Hawks are somebody to to really watch out for. Let's switch to the West because that's really where we have the biggest question marks. The Trailblazers, currently second in in, in the West. The Utah Jazz, third. The San Antonio Spurs, fifth. Um, Do you think any of those teams are going to maintain this level of of competition and competitiveness? Or do you think there's going to be a point where, like, the the Jazz, um, they pull the plug and they say, you know what, this isn't what we signed up for. We've rehabbed the value of somebody like Larry Markkinen, and we might be able to get more picks for him when we trade him out. Um, Do you think that kind of thing is more likely than them saying, you know what? To hell with Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson or any of the other high picks. Let's just go for it. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know if that's what we're going to see. Yeah, I'm going to make you cough with some of these comments. <coughs> Indeed, Cyrus. Indeed. Uh, Cyrus, um, look, let, let, let's keep it all the way real. I, I, I like the adjustments they've made uh, in Portland. Uh, and also, we, we haven't really seen Gary Payton II in Portland, you know, adding his defensive uh, prowess there. Mm-hmm. And, and and they've brought in some really good pieces that, that have proven to be troublesome early on in the season. But Cyrus, really, who, who are the Portland Trailblazers? What is their identity? They are Dame's team, right? And they're a Dame, uh, Dame absence away from, you know, crumbling. Well, I, I, I like where they are at the moment. He's been I like they have managed. 5-2 as we record. But can they sustain? I don't think so. The Utah Jazz... This has been a pleasant surprise for me, Cyrus. So you, you get rid of Donovan Mitchell, you 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 lose mm-hmm. uh, Rudy Gobert, and and we thought, oh lord, uh, the, these guys are. Well, just, we know where they're going. Armored they're vehicles, gonna, tanks of plenty. Wemba yammering it for days. <laughs> but uh, Larry Markkinen seems to uh, feel a bit got other ideas. There, you know? <laughs> Maybe it was that Bulls and, and and the Cavaliers jerseys. Maybe he doesn't like the color red or you know. Burgundy. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like all of a sudden in Utah, he's like, I want to be an all-star. And I'm like, well, do your thing, young man. Rumble, mm-hmm. young man, rumble. But uh, <laughs> I don't think the the, the 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 jazz and the trailblazers will, will, will sit where they are. And even Greg Popovich, also NBA Africa game, Alum 2015. Thank you very much. Uh, one of the greatest to ever said, do it. One of the greatest to ever do it. Said it like this season, they're playing for playing. Uh, there were there were even memes about them looking at Victor Wembanyama very early on in the season. <laughs> uh, Cyrus, they, they, they're having an upswing, and just like a pendulum, it does swing back down. Uh, so I, I, I like what's happening. It's good to encourage the youngsters to to when they're performing like this, but it, it, it's not sustainable. You know the makeup of the team. So if you if you look at where they're standing, right? Portland's at number yeah. two. Utah number three. Uh, you you notice that I'm leaving out Memphis because I'm a strong believer yeah, in Memphis. I think right? I think they're gonna go far. Yeah, San Antonio Spurs at five, but then you got the Denver Nuggets. I know they're gonna mm-hmm. do damage. We're just one return of Jamal Murray away from these guys causing big trouble in the yeah, world. Yeah, him finding uh, new form and Michael Porter what, Jr. What, as well. Yeah, MPJ and 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 and. Uh, uh, 
now, now uh, Jamal Murray, once they yeah. get their form back, it, 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 Denver Nuggets are going to be a problem. Because you you know how the Joker plays. The Joker just goes there, yeah. straight up balling. All he needs is his shooters and, and those guys to come around. Now, the New Orleans Pelicans, on the other hand, Cyrus, mm. these guys will surprise. The return of Zion Williamson is something fantastic. But yeah. what's surprising is, it's not even Zion Williamson per se. Yes, he's a force to be reckoned with. He's pretty unstoppable in the paint. When he spins around you, he's dunking or laying up. Yeah. There's nothing you can do but foul him. Ask, uh, ask uh, Anthony Davis. He'll tell you. But <laughs> Cyrus, it's not even him who's the major problem. Currently, I reckon their, their best player is Brandon Ingram. And, and obviously, he was, as we record this, the, the night before we recorded this, uh, they played the Lakers uh, and they lost. But... If Lost Brandon Ingram team, yeah. had been there, I think it would have been a whole different result, right? And it's not even him and Brandon Ingram alone. They, they've got Jonas, the, Cyrus, uh, CJ McCollum, Cyrus, mm. this team. Even Larry Nance Jr. is beginning to look yeah. like that old Larry Nance Jr. from the Lakers and the, and the Cavaliers. You know, you're like, hello, Larry, where you been at? You know, so I, I think the Pelicans uh, shouldn't be overlooked. And then yeah. the Dallas Mavericks. Cyrus... You know, I predicted that this is going to potentially be Luca's MVP season, right? Yes, yeah, I you did say that. that. I still think they're going to do damage in the West. So, and and the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, I think, are also going to do uh, damage. Now, the two teams sitting at eleven and twelve, and I know I'm stealing up a lot of your airtime here, but you deserve it. No, no, this is <laughs> the Los Angeles Clippers. The Los Angeles Clippers, Cyrus. I said they're making it to the Western Conference Finals, did I not? And I'll say yeah. it again. These guys, you got John Wall, Kawhi, please get healthy and stay healthy. Paul George, have you seen what Paul George has been doing? Paul George wants to lift that team single-handedly right now. It's crazy you say that because when I've mentioned Paul George in the past, you've been like, Paul George, come on, man. But he has been playing well. It's because there was PG-24. You remember PG-24? Before he decided to do the PG-13 and the injury. uh, But anyway, he's proving me wrong. And then at number 12, you can't write these boys off. Yeah, Golden State. Golden State. and Cyrus, you know. You're a fan. (laughs) I I am. I'm not even going to say anything. The greatest shooter is on their team. Uh... Uh, so the, the second the second best shooter in the league to me still in Clay Thompson is is on their squad. Cyrus, oh no, you you want me so to go? You, you're expecting to see a uh, like a correction of sorts where suddenly these guys will have a huge upswing in fortunes and some of the other guys will have a downswing. So like your Jazz, uh, Spurs, uh, Trailblazers, even, um, and then teams like the Clippers and Warriors starting to to go all the way up and start to climb the rankings. I mean, Absolutely because nice. you, that's you know really that interesting. What rises to the top again? Uh, oh, cream. Dollar, dollar bills, <laughs> y'all. Um, nah. I, I will say <laughs> this, though. But the Thunder are another team who've also performed better than expectations. They're above 500 as we're recording this. And you know they they too could potentially be in in the sweepstakes if that if that happens though it looks more and more likely that like the Houston Rockets and Orlando Magic might be trying to add to to their um um you know players young players i i think that you're correct that i think these guys will definitely see a major upswing um, the Warriors, the Clippers, though I have some doubts about what's happening with the Clippers and, and Kawhi's fitness and that sort of thing. Um, I, I think 
in this chemistry stuff that's just not working at the moment. Reggie Jackson has had some absolute stinkers again. Um, we're back to to slating him. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think it's just not sustainable for the Jazz. And that's not their makeup anyway. And and then the Spurs, I think we'll also look at this and say, okay, we've done really well. Like Kel- Keldon Johnson has been a revelation for them. And he's been one of the better scorers this season. Um, but it's also about developing um, and development, yep. and they're, they're ahead of the development stake. So I think that in the Western Conference, we're going to see a shakeup again within the next maybe 10 to 15 games uh, where we're going to start seeing teams really yeah, starting with their stride. Right. Definitely. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Things are gonna things are gonna change, and cream's gonna rise to the top. And you know, so, so, sometimes I, I think a lot of experienced teams have learned also to pace themselves. You know, the mm. the youngsters might be excited. OKC started off at a, with a tear, right? Uh, yeah. Also, the San Antonio Stairs of, uh, Spurs are feeling themselves. Utah Jazz also might be feeling themselves. So you know, like, oh yeah, let, let, let's. And they've do gotten this, but... big wins. They've gotten big yeah. wins against big teams. All of them. Well, it's kind of like even uh, Nola, although I'm, I'm I'm putting them to do pretty well this season. Nola has beaten some teams where you expected mm. the, 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 they were they were going to lose, and, and you know they've, 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 they've like ran through those teams, which which is great for me. Even like early on when they played the the, the Brooklyn Nets, I thought, nah, the Brooklyn Nets are going to have them. Yeah, if was if a... KD and Kyrie are shooting from all angles and. The, Very the, interesting know, the, result. The New Orleans that one. Pelicans were like, "No, we 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 can't let you have it." And uh, but look, the West is the West. We 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 know what happens there, and the the, the big teams will come back. They, they they there is a way that the Warriors play that, that 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 you will see. I mean, just look at all the Warriors players that have mm. gone to different teams. Damian Lee, mm. yeah. Anton Scano Anderson. What, yeah. what are they doing in Porter, this? Porter Jr. Porter, Porter Jr. You can tell that this guy's played with the Warriors before. There's just the mm. way that no, they're good players. Play. They're, and, they're and, good and, players. And the, the, the system that, that that Steve Kerr and, and the coaching staff put together is it, it, just remarkable. And I always forget to, you know, uh, big uh, big shout out to Mike Brown, who was also instrumental before Steve Kerr. Yeah. Through, so, you know, big shout out to Mike Brown. Um, but, but Cyrus, the, the cream shall rise in the West. The sun shall rise oh. in the east, but the cream shall rise in the west. You will see. <laughs> there'll be there'll, there'll be there'll be a balance in the force, if I may use a, a Star Wars analogy. There. Uh, well, you're allowed to do that. Um, I agree with you for for the most part. I don't necessarily think that there's going to be too much of a consistency thing with with Utah, San Antonio, um, and Oklahoma City. Um, I do think that they'll drop down the standings, and and they'll also know that they, they they're allowing the players to play. Um, all of the GMs, they are like, look, God, do your thing. Because the other thing is, they could also utilize some of the players who are on their rosters as trade pieces to get more yep. um, draft picks. So, like a player like Laurie Markkinen could do that. Maybe even a Keldon Johnson could do that. Unless, I mean, the Spurs are likely wanting to keep a hold of him as they build towards the future. Um, but I think that you will see teams like the Dallas Mavericks, even the Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves, who've been pretty poor actually. Um, they should improve as well, but there also seems to be a chemistry issue around Rudy and Cat. Who would have thought of it? Anyway, I did think that they'd do better than they have been. But yeah, I think I think we've definitely nailed it. There's, there should be a correction. But the favorites that we're seeing now will be the favorites pretty much towards the end of the season in the in the Suns and the Bucks. Um, Counter, we're going to park that discussion. We've got a, li- a little bit of time left. Let's talk about five games people need to watch um, this coming weekend. And boy, do I have some news for you. 
Wait so, a minute. First week, of all, before you go into the games, right? Can, can we do yeah. a recap on my predictions? That's exactly week? where. That's exactly where I'm going. That's exactly where I'm going. I'm starting with that. I'm saying last week we had a heck of a week because you picked your five games and your winners there. I picked mine. We were neck and neck going into the final game of the weekend that we picked. It was the Lakers versus the um, um, the Denver Nuggets, I think it was. And, um, well, the Lakers won that one. And you won 4-3 um, in, in our ranking. So, um, congratulations to you. Um, yeah, well-deserved victory. That's what I do. Uh, you don't do it all the time, but uh, <laughs> when you do do it, um, you, you definitely like to to bask in the glory. So yeah, Cyrus, first win Cyrus, of the season's on you. That that young boy Matt Ryan, I, I think they need to to hone those skills. They need to they need to make a, a kill out of that guy. He he he, he seems. I to think have that he temperament. is who he is. I don't I think, think there's going to be much more. No, no. Oh, uh, you I, see. I don't think so. Um, anyway, let's look at some of these games, Kounder. So, on early Saturday morning, we have the Warriors playing the Pelicans. This is actually quite a big game. Um, it's on at 2.30 in the morning, Central African time. Uh, the Warriors will be traveling to, to New Orleans for this one. Um, who do you think is going to win that one? Uh, Cyrus, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, Nola's going to take this one. Because what's going to happen is uh, Steph mm-hmm. and Clay look like they like beignets. And, and that's where everything's going to fall apart. <laughs> Everybody gonna, likes they're gonna, beignets. They're going to go to the restaurant, get some deep fried uh, oysters, some beignets. And mm-hmm. they're going to oh, be so lethargic. those deep fried oysters. Uh, and, and then uh, you, you know what's going to happen. I, I, I think I think Orleans has got a, a point to prove that they're, they're, they're no longer that walkover team and Zan mm-hmm. is back. And if, especially if Brandon Ingram, is, is, he, is he playing that game? Um, I'm not sure because I think he's been out because via he's, he's um, concussion TV, protocols. Right? Yeah, so, so, so we'll TV, see. I think he might be Brandon back for that Ingram one. Ingram plays, I, I even say they've got home court advantage and Nola takes that one. Well, they do actually have home court advantage. So let's see. So you're saying, Nola, I'm going to go with the Warriors. Um, they do need to 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 rehab their form and 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 try and get better as a team. I hope they start playing some of these youngsters. Like Kuminga has gotten very few minutes, and I think it'll be important for him to start contributing more. You mentioned the fact that they lost a lot of players, um, like uh, their sort of somewhat veteran players in um, Otto Porter Jr. Nemanja Bialica also left. He went back to Europe. Um, so they need these other guys to step up, especially if they're going to try and make a title rate, a win. Uh, sorry, uh, make a title run. So the Warriors to win in that one. Um, the other game, um, Saturday morning, is Bulls versus Celtics. That's on at 1.30 in the morning, um, Saturday morning. Bulls versus Celtics at TD Garden in Boston. Who do you pick to win that one? I'm going green with this one, Cyrus. You know, you, that TD Garden, I mean, as a person who's watched a couple of games there, that Boston crowd, those Boston fans, they, 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 they're electrifying. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, I think this is one for Boston to to make a statement on. I I, I don't actually when I when I, when I, when I look at uh, the the makeup of the Bulls, uh, you know they they got some good players. I mean, uh, Demar's yeah. there, uh, Zach's there, uh, you, you you know, uh, and uh, uh, an older Vucevic is there. But um, look, uh, I think Boston has enough firepower to take that one. Yeah, I think they'll get okay. the better of the so, uh, the and- better of the Bulls at, at home. I agree with you. I think that's going to be a Boston win. Um, I think they've got a good team. They just need to get rolling. Uh, lost a couple of heartbreakers, but um, 
they're, they're a team that should have enough to to beat the Bulls on the night. Okay, so Saturday night. Um, and the reason we bring this up is because it's going to be at a really good time for us, 11 o'clock uh, Central African time, uh, Saturday evening. Uh, that's 2,300 hours for those who use the 24-hour clock. It's going to be the Kings taking on the Magic. Um, not a big game by any stretch of the imagination, but it's going to be Keegan Murray versus Paolo Banquero. Uh, that should be an interesting one. So, Kings versus Magic, who are you picking to win? Uh, I'm going to go Sacktown, Cyrus, with this one. Uh, I, mm. I don't think there's much... Uh, Alakazam or whatever in the magic. <laughs> okay, maybe Paolo Banquero is the Alakazam or Wakamazu or whatever they say these days. Uh -huh. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Stick to the... Is Abracadabra still there? It's anyway, still a thing, uh, bro. Still a thing. Yeah, there's there's not too much Abracadabra in in, in, in Orlando. So I, I, I think I'll, I'll give it to Sacktown. I think Sacramento will get the better of, of the magic in this one. I am doing it again, Calendar. I'm agreeing with you. But you know I've got a soft spot for the Kings, and I really would love to see them make the playoffs. So I'm saying Kings to win that one as well. Um, and I think that we're going to see a good game from Keegan Murray. But for me, it's got more to do with the veterans on the... Um, in the squad. On, yeah. on the Kings squad. Uh, because we're seeing the likes of... of um, Harrison Barnes, who I've had my issues with over the years, um, really come to the party and do some stuff. Let go, and Cyrus. It was 2016. Let it go. <laughs> it still hurts, Counter. It still hurts. Um, but I do think Harrison Barnes should be one that, uh, that needs to be taken seriously. And um, we've also got uh, Sabonis, who, who should do quite well in that game. So I think I'm going to go Kings in that one. So we've got two more games to get through. Sunday morning, 4 a.m. Central African time. Trailblazers are uh, in Phoenix to play the Suns. Should be a good game. Kind of a top-of-the-table clash. Um, not wow. sure if, if, if Dame will be back for that one, but um, it should be really fun to see. So, Blazers versus Suns, your pick. I think the uh, the, the, the Blazers gets, get blazed by the sunshine. I, I'm straight up uh, backing my, mon my man Devin Booker in this one. I, mm -hmm. I like... I like the Suns. I mean, I mean, these guys are, are young, they're energetic, they, they, they get the job done on both ends of the floor. So I, I, I really think the, 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 the I mean, the, the, the Trailblazers are going to put up a big fight. Uh, looking at their form currently, like I said, they've got some nice pieces, especially in the front court, that can disrupt plays very well. But still, uh, I think the Phoenix Suns have what it takes. Uh, the current Blazers, uh, most of them have only played together. Uh, in this iteration this season, right? Although they're doing very well. Chemistry seems to be on their side, even in the absence yeah. of Dame. But this Phoenix Suns squad is the same Phoenix Suns squad that went to the finals, right? Uh, yeah. Give or take a few yeah, pretty much. Here. Obviously, you don't have pretty much. Jay Crowder uh, and, and, you know. But, 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 but Cyrus, I, I think based on uh, historical performances, uh, uh, better chemistry, You're I'll give Suns. this one to the Suns. Yeah, I'm going Suns. So, I, I, I like it. It's a red hot clash, blazing suns, all of that stuff. Anyway, um, you are I'm gonna you. I'm gonna try uh, so much they'd make a pizza. Um, I'm gonna go with the blazers here. I think there might be a bit of a shock factor coming from this game, um, in the sense that like Anthony Simons might come out and do some stuff, and and maybe we'll see more from from Jeremy Grant. I mean, the thing that I really liked about the Blazers was that they they had a really close game against the Grizzlies recently, um, mm -hmm. just the other night, and. And they looked good, even without Dame. And this Grizzlies team 
struggled. They did win, but the Blazers were in that game. It was a real contest, and I think that the Blazers are the kind of team who could really shock people. So I'm, I'm going to expect them to do well, and I think I'm going to go with the Blazers in that one. So the final game of the, of, of the, the weekend for us in this particular instance will be NBA Sunday's Clash. It's 10.30 Central African time. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to L.A. to face the Lakers. Now, who is winning that one, Kaunda? Uh, in all honesty mm-hmm. and true to my subjective loyalty, it's the Los Angeles Lakers. First of all, they're coming the to Lakers. The they're coming to the crib. We're going to sort this out, Cyrus. Let me tell you, first of all, uh, we've had our struggles. Uh, we, we're, mm-hmm. we're failing to buy three-pointers. I, I, even LeBron, who's a billionaire, can't buy a three-pointer sometimes. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. But, but, but look, I, I think I like what I'm saying, and I know you're going to tell me it's only two games. But Darvin Ham, I think, has had a discussion with, uh, with with Russell Westbrook and said, "Listen, son, you're the leader of the second, um, you know, the, 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 the second the, unit, the, yeah, the second unit, yeah, and 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 and, and you're going to get your minutes. You're just going to be the leader of the second unit. So don't be embarrassed to come off the bench." And I think Russ was like, "All right, coach, let's see how this works." And I think it's working, Cyrus. He's he, he, he's getting his minutes. He's coming in even in the first quarter, but as the leader of the second unit. And I, 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 I think, I, I think Davin Han could be onto something here. And, and, and looking at the last two games and, and, and Westbrook coming off the bench and doing what he's doing. I mean, I still saw a bit of, you know, Westbrookian behavior there. <laughs> even in the game Westbrookian was, behavior. Uh, last night, uh, you, you know, but, but still he, He's playing with a smile on his face again. He's he's assisting very well. He's rocking that baby. He's beating his chest as usual. You know, he's just doing Russ. He's Russell but, Westbrook. But I think he's fitting very well into his new role. And and I think that's very important, especially now that bad spotlight is taken away from him. Because people are, oh, it's Russ's fault. Now he's like, okay, I'm coming off the bench, but look at the numbers I'm putting up. And uh, yeah, look, and I, he's I hear you. Better. He's putting up better numbers, and I think it's not all on Russ. But let me just say, if you saw what they did in their uh, in the in their last two victories, which came back to back, they've realized that they can play defense, Cyrus. Even though the the the, the win against Nola, there was a bit of fumbling in 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 the final quarter. Even in, in OT, there was a bit of fumbling, especially on AD's side. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The butterfingers were just in full effect. But if you see people like Austin Reeves. Uh, grabbing rebounds uh, on guys that are much taller than them in, in the final seconds of a game. You know those guys want that victory. You know those guys, even Patrick Beverly, for crying out loud, yeah, look, we always accuse of having more bark than bite, is proving to be efficient, Sarah. So I think... Um, we'll, so I, long I, story I, I, short... Like, Okay, because goodness, you know, you ask you Great about show. the Lakers, suddenly it's it's a whole lecture. Um, I totally Sorry. get where you're coming from, and I also totally disagree with you because I Why? think that the Lakers might have made a, a couple of, of, of adjustments that have been fairly good for them, but I think they were kind of lucky to even tie the game and get into overtime against um, um, uh, against uh, the Pelicans. The Pelicans, yeah. Yeah, this is what happens when you've got two old guys on a podcast. Uh, but but against the, the Pelicans. But I think this Cavs team is highly motivated, very skilled, and has effective players on both ends of the court. So when we look at things like rebounding, I think they might out-rebound the Lakers. When we look at things like defense, they might have a little bit more 
than the Lakers do. And even when it comes to offense, we're looking at a team who's done really well. Now, the Lakers are number two in defensive rating, and that was really surprising for us when we were talking about them earlier. But guess who's number three? The Cleveland Cavaliers. And then if we look at the offensive rating, and don't don't interrupt me, I'm trying to make a point. (laughs) Because we said the, the Lakers are 30th in offensive rating. Guess who's mm-hmm. seventh in offensive rating? The Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers. So, Cavs to win for me in that one. Cyrus, these guys are coming into LA and they're playing against their dad. And they're going to kick gonna his like, butt. You just wait, because he's going to look at them. First of all, Kevin Love is going to be like, damn, that's my homie. I can't be too hard on him. You know, and, and then uh, <laughs> the rest of the squad, he's going to be like, do you know who brought a championship to Cleveland after 50 years of a drought. I think they're going to be like, who, look at who might bring the next championship. So anyway, it's, it's that's why like, I'm looking at the Cavs. I, I think the Cavs are going to do well. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll, uh, recap, we'll recap we'll, on the we'll next recap episode. Carter. Same time next week, right? We'll recap yes, same time indeed. next week. And, and that's an important one because every week for the past two, now it's going to be the third time, you always end off on a Lakers cliffhanger and you've been correct <laughs> once and wrong once. And I hope you're wrong again. <laughs> well, you hope hope uh, burns, shines eternal. Anyway, um, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that, Counter. Um, thank you so much, man. <laughs> I'm going to cut you off right there. Can't have you coming here with your Lakers PR. Um, hope you have a great, great uh, week ahead. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking hoops real soon. Cyrus, it's always a pleasure talking basketball and arguing with you back and forth. I mean, it's, it's like a, a full-time uh, a job for me. So, you know, always a pleasure. And uh, it thanks is. to our listeners for, for you know, for, for clicking on and listening to us waffle on about what we feel and what we think about this beautiful game of basketball and that wonderful league called the NBA. It's a good time and it's always fun. Everybody can uh, reach out to us on our social media uh, platforms at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. All things NBA from an African perspective. Thanks again to our partners, supersport.com and bet.co.za, betcoza. Um, and yeah, we'll be back soon. So don't go for, uh, too far away, everybody. And we'll, we know that you'll be watching the NBA as long as we will. And we'll catch you courtside. <laughs>